first regular episode of the Municipal Voice in 2023, it's likely that many of you made New Year's resolutions to be eating healthier. In New Haven, Speed runs popular farmer's markets that connect folks in underserved communities with good quality local producers, allowing city residents to have a positive relationship with food resources. Building this relationship within the community, City Seed was able to start Sanctuary Kitchen, where refugees and immigrants that have resettled in New Haven can translate their cooking skills into economically viable culinary pursuits. Today in the Municipal Voice, we are talking with Courtney Renton, Executive Director of City Seed, and Nasima Gilson, Program Director of Sanctuary Kitchen, about their work in New Haven and abroad, how they support the local community, and how the community supports them back, and most importantly, delicious, healthy food. The Municipal Voice is the Connecticut Conference Municipalities podcast in collaboration with WNHH LP 103.5 FM. I'm your host, Matt Ford. As always, be sure to give us a like and let us know what you're thinking in the comments. CCM's Municipal Voice podcast continues to present a key forum on important state local issues. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the consensus views of CCM or member municipal leaders. Courtney, Nasima, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, great to be here. I think the first question probably should go to Courtney since City Seed is the umbrella organization here. Uh, can you tell a little bit about yourself and City Seed? Sure. Um, so my name is Courtney Renton. I'm the executive director of City Seed. I've been really honored to be in this role for just about three years since March 2020. Um, and City Seed is a nonprofit based in New Haven. We've been a part of the community since 2004. So coming up on just about 20 years. Um, in New Haven, we have three kind of main programs that are all centered mm -hmm. around food, economic development, community development, and sustainable agriculture. Mm -hmm. So we're really about creating thriving communities through food. Um, one of them is Sanctuary Kitchen, which you will mm -hmm. hear a lot about today. And then a lot of people know us as well from our farmer's markets. That's how yeah. City Seed got started way back when, um, launching the city's first market in Worcester Square in 2004. And then kind of the newest and most... Um, emerging part of our work is supporting food entrepreneurs. So we mm -hmm. have a program called City Seed Incubates that works with a network of about 500 early stage food businesses based in New Haven to help them get started um, and bring delicious food to the community. And many of those businesses are also graduates of Sanctuary Kitchen. So um, lots cool. of crossover between, between those programs. As you mentioned, one of the first things was the, the, the markets. And I think a lot of people who might be familiar with the term food desert which at certain times in the past, certainly New Haven has had areas that lack great food resources. Um, why is it important that uh, to connect New Haven residents with good quality local food through programs like the farmer's market? Yeah, so I think food access is really core to what City Seed does and, and core to the founding of the organization when the markets first started in 2004. Mm -hmm. um, there's been kind of an interesting shift within the food policy world of moving away from the term food desert and okay. thinking of them more as food apartheid. Um, and I think that's for a few reasons. One, mm. sort of recognizing that deserts are in and of themselves an abundant ecosystem. Um, and in that same way, kind of labeling any particular neighborhood or part of a city as a desert is ignoring a lot of the um, life and vitality that is mm -hmm. there, but maybe isn't um, captured or measured by traditional sort of forms of data collection or government agencies, um, but then also kind of understanding like the very human systems that can mm -hmm. cause a lack of access to food or a lack of um, of grocery stores in a particular neighborhood that there's like a real system at play in mm -hmm. that. And so um, this kind of term food apartheid has really taken off to um, 
just sort of recognize some of those mm-hmm. those shifts. So, um, you know, it is very important for City Seed both through our farmers markets and all the work that we do to think about access to food, mm-hmm. whether that's for customers who are purchasing food at the farmers markets, but also access to opportunity, whether that mm-hmm. is for the chefs who participate in Sanctuary Kitchen or the entrepreneurs in our program. Um, you know, all of our farmers markets. Accept uh, and double SNAP, otherwise known as mm-hmm. food st- food stamps, um, as well as WIC and um, senior programs. So we're really, we were the first market in Connecticut to accept SNAP um, at the farmers mm-hmm. market. So that's core to our DNA and um, really important part of what we do. Um, we've seen food insecurity rise with the pandemic. That's been a lasting legacy, even once um, COVID has felt like it's over, though we mm-hmm. all know that it's not. Um, so over the last couple of years, we've seen SNAP redemption in our markets double um, and continue to be on the rise, which I think is a really good indicator of, um, you know, the economic reality for a lot of families mm-hmm. in New Haven still in a way that we try to combat that. Um, and then we, we really like to think about core root causes. So mm-hmm. there's an amazing, amazing network in New Haven of kind of what we think of as like emergency food providers, mm-hmm. um, soup pantries, food kitchens, amazing food banking network. Um, our farmers markets are kind of a piece of that puzzle because people are able to spend their benefits at the markets. But then we really like to think upstream of what's causing this issue in the first place. And really it's poverty, wealth distribution, access to opportunity. And so that's where training programs like Sanctuary Kitchen um, and our entrepreneurship work really come in to think about how can we provide opportunity jobs the ability for people to control their livelihoods through food as this amazing tool for economic development upstream. So all of our programs have a different kind of um, Mm -hmm. approach to to food access and food equity um, in different ways and and work together to make sure that people in New Haven are are getting access to local healthy food, which is a human right. Yeah. Uh, And you, you call it now, you're saying you want to call it food apartheid and you mentioned equity. I know at CCM, one of our recent efforts the last couple of years has been towards equity issues. And you mentioned, you know, that there's a lot of historical reasons. Is there a lot of correlation between what we now are calling food apartheid and like historic like redlining and things like that? Yeah. I mean, this could be, I'm sure this is somebody's entire <laughs> master's thesis or PhD thesis, right? Um, but absolutely, I think the same COVID in many ways just heightened awareness of inequity that was already prevalent in the system. And so I think we've seen that show up in housing, healthcare, certainly food security, um, job security, all these other issues. And, um, you know, City Seed is a unique organization in that we really look at the food system holistically. So, um, you know, we're talking about food access, we're talking about sustainable agriculture, we're also thinking about immigration, mm-hmm. um, health care, just all of these issues that um, I think have, as you pointed out, have been brought to light over the last couple of years. And I think the the power is really in those intersections and those partnerships where we can, um, you know, really think on the city level. We're yeah. talking about the city of New Haven um, and how we can make some systemic change. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned uh, partners. Um, you partner quite a bit with local organizations and the city to help create kind of a positive ecosystem. What do you look for in a partnership with another organization? That's a great question. We love our partnerships. Um, You know, it's really one of the benefits of having been in the city for almost 20 years. Um, It's been such an honor to be a steward of this organization and to, um, you know, enter into meetings and partnerships and hear people's stories about their relationship with City Seed over the years as it's grown. Um, We work really closely with the city of New Haven. Um, 
mayor's office, economic development, food system policy division, um, those partnerships are really integral into making all of our programs happen. Um, and then we've got amazing partnerships with, you know, lots of other um, organizations around the city. I'm sure Nasima will talk about IRIS that has just been core um, to Sanctuary Kitchen. We work really closely with um, the Dixwell Q House mm -hmm. that just opened about a year ago um, in Dixwell to open a new, brand new farmer's market location there oh, cool. and new kitchen programming in that um, in that space. Um, we work closely with Collab, which is another entrepreneurship organization in the city. Um, I could go on and on. And I think, you know, New Haven is such a civically minded city, which is exciting. There's so many nonprofits mm -hmm. doing amazing work. So we really try to think about, you know, where can we be additive and not duplicative? How can we enhance each other's work? Um, what's another organization's core competency that, you know, they might do something differently than we do? Um, and how can we lift each other up, especially recognizing in a lot of cases that we're serving similar people? Um, so how can we uh, really make those connections and, and not always uh, reinvent the wheel, um, always with an eye towards, you know, equity and impact? Yeah, Connecticut is not only a place that kind of needs a lot of these things, but also has a lot of organizations like yours that are, are working towards it. So there's a lot of other people to, to lean on and, and work with. That's great. Nasima, you're the program director for Sanctuary Kitchen where CDC brings healthy food to city residents and works with local organizations, uh, Sanctuary Kitchen uses food to help connect city residents with organizations. Um, tell us about Sanctuary Kitchen and your role there. Sure, so Sanctuary Kitchen started in 2017, a group of New Haven volunteers, community organizers, kind of just people in general in the community came together and they really wanted to do something. It was after the 2016 elections, it was after the Muslim ban, there were kind of other things going on in the world and in the country. Mm -hmm. And they weren't sure exactly what they wanted to do, but they knew that they wanted to do something. And so the idea of Sanctuary Kitchen was born. Um, it started out as mostly supper clubs. So a group of people would get together at someone's house and a refugee or immigrant chef would come over, prepare a meal, tell their story and kind of just get to know the community. Mm -hmm. And it was a really beautiful collaboration. I think that a lot of people were able to kind of learn about different cultures that they may not have been aware of before. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we started to partner with City Seed, it was kind of just a natural progression for mm -hmm. the food access and storytelling and all of that great uh, information that we can share. So we kind of morphed into a training program, mm -hmm. um, culinary training program. So the we have chefs that come through our program. They learn culinary ESL. Um, mm -hmm. They learn culinary arts in the classroom. And then they move into our kitchen and get to prepare the foods that we sell at our markets. We also have a really robust catering program. Mm -hmm. And uh, we do curbside pickups on Friday nights. Oh, that's very cool. I know that you partner with organizations like IRIS, the uh, Integrated Refugee and Immigrant Service, which has helped make New Haven a truly a haven for refugees from around the world. Um, how does food help you tell the story of immigrants and refugees in places like the Peabody where you had successful programs? So to me, food is the great uniter. It kind of transcends language, it transcends religion, other boundaries. And um, to me, Iris has been a great partner because they're so welcoming and they bring so many different people from different backgrounds into New Haven. New Haven's a beautiful melting pot in and of itself. And storytelling is a huge part of what we do because I feel like 
you learn about somebody through their food. So mm-hmm. if somebody cooks you a meal, you're learning all about them and their yeah. kind of history because most of the time it's family recipes and that's essentially what we do here. Um, so really having that partner in Iris and a few others that we have around the city, I think really strengthens our voice and mm-hmm. the chef's voices most importantly. And we try to make sure that they're centered at all of our work um, so that they are bringing their own piece of their heritage to the greater New Haven population. That's great. And what are some other places around New Haven that you have done programs? Um, so the Peabody is one, which is great. Um, we do some work with the Community Foundation. We've mm-hmm. done programs at Yale. Um, also, City of New Haven, we're kind of open to really whatever fits. We have some a few kind of upcoming projects that might be kind of exciting that mm-hmm. I'll I have more to update with a later. So should, should check the uh, the website to find out more. Yes, yes, definitely. We'll have some exciting things coming up. That's very cool. I've seen uh, the food being sold at the City Seed Farmers Markets. Are there other places uh, you can buy the food, like at a store, or just other ways to support Sanctuary Kitchen? Yes, sure. Uh, so we do our Friday night curbside pickup. Mm-hmm. Uh, the menu opens the previous Friday night and it runs through Monday at midnight and each week is a little bit different. Uh, there are some mainstays in there, but mm-hmm. it changes every week and uh, we try to highlight as many of the chefs as we can. So that way there's a nice variation of global foods on the menu. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just pick it up right at our location. We're at 109 Legion Ave and mm-hmm. Um, so that's great. We also do catering. So if mm-hmm. there's any interest in catering parties, small and large, we're okay. happy to provide. And we have great uh, menus for that that can please any so palate. Like selections from around the world where you could get Absolutely. great stuff. Yes. That's, that's very cool. Try something new or try something that tastes like home even for some people. Yes, exactly. Um, do you now, obviously you're part of City Seed for uh, the kitchen, do you use a lot of products from the farmer's market? Is there a lot of crossover between those two things? Yes, we try to as much as possible. We try to source locally um, and mostly through our partner farms. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we're definitely developing and continuing to develop of working with farms and trying mm-hmm. to make sure that we have um, specific ingredients that we need. Some mm-hmm. of the things a little more challenging because they are specific to a different cuisine so yeah. you have to kind of go a few different places but so are, are you working with some of the farmers to try to grow maybe some of these vegetables that might be familiar to people from from their home yeah we actually we um just brought on board a new director of agriculture who's wonderful and yeah. we're really excited to partner with her so she'll be able to kind of guide us in who, which farms are going to be able to work out for us really well to grow some of those like interesting different vegetables uh, that's very cool. Maybe something in the future could be introducing some people to some new vegetables and stuff too. That'd be a lot of fun. Definitely. definitely. You know, how to use them, all sorts of good stuff. This show is called The Municipal Voice and both CCM and your organization have kind of strong links to the, the city, New Haven, that we're located in. Courtney, what role does New Haven play in this? We know, you know, it's supportive of the markets, but what is the community community's response to your programs? Mm, I could talk about this forever. Um you know, New Haven is such a unique place and City Seeds is a really unique organization. Um, I've worked in food systems for 
15 years around the country. And um, I'm not from New Haven. You know, I've only lived here for about six years um, and came from Chicago in the Midwest. And one of the reasons that I decided I wanted to stay in New Haven and was so thrilled about this job specifically is because of how unique City Seed is and how unique New Haven is as an organization that supports incredible community-based organizations like City Seed. Um, so, you know, we really our, our work has always been rooted in community. And you've heard about, you know, the farmer's markets being started by a group of invested neighbors 20 years ago. Sanctuary Kitchen was started by a group of engaged citizens who wanted to make change. Um, that's really kind of in the DNA of what we do. Mm -hmm. And I think um, is, is this like special secret sauce to New yeah. Haven and something that we're always trying to, um, you know, honor in the way mm -hmm. that we approach our program. So, you know, each one of our programs have advisory committees where we have residents, advisors, mentors, people who are experts and people who also just participate and, and enjoy our programs, advise us on how to go forward. Um, and that's been, I think, core to the success mm. of City Seed and making sure that what we're doing is really response, not just responsive to what the community wants, but as Nasima mentioned, that we have leaders with lived experience embedded mm. within the organization, you know, making decisions and moving our work forward. Um, so I think that yeah. they go they go hand in hand, and um, we we really try to make sure that we're not just listening, um, mm -hmm. but you know that we are a, truly a community oriented organization. You are listening to the Municipal Voice on WNHH 103.5 FM. Are there other programs around the country that are doing similar things? Do you coordinate with them or like feed off of each other's ideas? Or, or have you perhaps something that started here, have you taught it to another group that has implemented it elsewhere? Yeah, that's that's a great question. We I don't know of another organization that mm. kind of has the unique mix of programs that we do. Mm -hmm. um, that said, we're really lucky to be part of a lot of networks at the local, state, and national level where we mm -hmm. can um, serve as, you know, sort of thought leaders and pass on lessons that we learn mm -hmm. from our models, as well as um, kind of exchange, especially through COVID. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think a lot of these networks either formed or sort of crystallized or um, took on new meaning. So, you know, we have members of our team who are serving on statewide commissions. Um, mm -hmm. The Connecticut Department of Agriculture formed a new DEI working group over COVID, and we have two members of our staff and board who are serving on that as advisors and community mm -hmm. members. Um, Nasima was just selected mm -hmm. for a really prestigious national fellowship, yeah. um, connecting with other organizations that serve immigrants and refugees. Um, we sit on food policy council, so we mm -hmm. really try to be a team that's active um, across the the country, really, mm -hmm. um, to share what we've learned and then also incorporate sort of best practices and um, new ideas back into our work so we can serve New Haven better. At CCM, we're doing our third year now of a program we call Representation Matters, which is a training uh, with the campaign school over at Yale uh, to help, you know, teach people how to get involved in local politics. And uh, Nasima, I know that you actually attended the first year of this program. Why is representation important to you and how does it play into your work? So, I mean, I think that Representation Matters was a great program in general. I think we learned so much about just kind of the way that the world works and just how people are represented mm -hmm. in different facets of government and also just everyday life. Um, for me and my work, I mean, 
I think refugees and immigrants, especially sometimes are a group that are really overlooked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're welcomed once they get here and it's all very exciting and, you know, they get set up with spaces that they need, but so a lot of times there's not a lot of follow through after the fact. So mm-hmm. I think having those tools to really be able to, um, lift up their voices, make sure that they're heard, make sure someone's advocating for them. And also that they have the tools that they can advocate for themselves, um, is really important. And I think that is one of the things that I learned through representation matters was really just how to advocate for yourself to make sure that your voice is being heard. That's good. Lessons in there for all aspects and, and life, not just, not just, straight into politics necessarily definitely Definitely. so this is the second episode of of the year for us and our first one was up at the state capitol for opening day of the session uh and i know that city seed and sanctuary kitchen have supporters in the state government attorney general william tong is among your supporters and he gave your first group of chefs an award in recognition uh from the office of the attorney general uh how did they feel about that how did that come about they were so excited and so proud of themselves as, as they should be. Uh, the attorney general is a, a great partner of ours. Uh, he's come and he's made dumplings with us and he's volunteered. His daughter has volunteered in, in the kitchen. Um, he's just, it's great to have that kind of um, recognition, I mm. guess, for the state level especially and just somebody who understands the work that we're doing and is really mm-hmm. passionate about it as well um you know and it's great for the chefs too these are citizens now who yeah. are getting to have that direct contact with somebody that represents them and i think that's just so invaluable yeah Rep- representative government in action right right there absolutely absolutely yeah. You were able to be one of the first recipients of the Community Investment Fund grants. What was that process like and how did you doubt it to feel to have these folks on your side? It's been amazing. Um, I'm still sort of pinching myself, uh, ourselves. We, yeah, this was an incredible opportunity for us to um, apply for funding and mm-hmm. really to dream big. Um, You know, when we were thinking about applying for these funds, we had a lot of great conversations with the team at uh, DECD, the Department of Economic Development, about Mm -hmm. just kind of the scale of imagination and impact Mm -hmm. that they were looking for um, and that we've been really hungry for, but sometimes it's hard to find uh, grants that Mm -hmm. match your ambition. So, um, you know, we just kind of went for it and we knew it was going to be incredibly competitive. It was the Mm -hmm. first round of these funds. And um, if you look at the list of who else is funded, I mean, it's just incredible, incredible projects and organizations that we admire and look up to so much in New Haven and across the city. Um, So when we got it, I mean, it it was a million dollars, a little over a million dollars, which just to put in perspective was larger than our organizational budget not that long ago. Um, So this is going to be incredibly transformative for us. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, absolutely, we are so grateful to the champions that we have um, in our New Haven delegation and state and federal government um, who, you know, advocated for these funds to come home to New Haven and and Mm. to make such a big difference. So we're thrilled, um, you know, just kind of officially announced those funds right before the new year um, and can't wait to put them into action very soon. That's great. And you said it was kind of figuring out how to apply for these could be challenging. Did you get some support in in some of that and finding these funds and, you know, applying for them? Yeah, I would say the the team at DCD has been great. Um, Mm. 
we've worked closely with the the kind of folks who are implementing that grant. They did webinars. Um, you know, I always recommend to people like go to the webinars, read, you know, print out the um the guidelines and read them cover to cover five times in a row. Um, but yeah, we just we really went for it. You know, we've we've grown a lot, as I mentioned, the last year or two. Um, so we've had some other funding wins at mm -hmm. the state and federal level um, as our organization has grown. And so I think just having having those applications kind of ready and having our story ready and mm -hmm. knowing what we wanted to do with those funds was incredibly helpful. Um, but yeah, it was it was super yeah. competitive. So um, we feel very lucky. Yeah, it sounds like you were in a place to kind of hit the ground running with that. As you mentioned, you got a million dollars, which is bigger than your budget was a little while ago. Uh, do you have any idea how you're going to implement these funds? Oh, we sure do. Um, so we're still kind of finalizing a few details. So I can't mm -hmm. give you the total scoop yet. Um, but, you know, we have known for a long time that we had a real need for physical infrastructure. Mm -hmm. um, so you've heard a lot about our amazing programs and how much we've grown as an organization. We've done all of that really on just like people power um, mm -hmm. for a long time. So um, we've kind of been busting at the seams out of all of our different facilities. Um, the kitchen that Sanctuary Kitchen is in, um, the kitchens that we rent out to entrepreneurs, um, needing indoor farmer's market space, especially mm -hmm. in the winter when there's inclement weather. Um, so we've kind of built the programs, built the services, have this amazing team in place and really kind of need like the hard infrastructure and physical space mm -hmm. to make it happen and um, to be kind of a hub for things, um, all things food in New Haven. So we uh, can't tell you the exact address yet, but we can tell you that these funds are gonna really help us launch um, a new facility for City Seed um, within the next year that the kind of heart of it will be shared use commercial kitchen space mm -hmm. um, that we can rent out at a uh, below market rate to entrepreneurs and food businesses. Mm -hmm. um, so you can expect to come to that space and uh, visit Sanctuary Kitchen. You know, we're hoping to pop up markets, um, come check out the newest food entrepreneurs. We'd love to host panels and conferences. We really want it to be this like active, active vibrant space has everything that City C does under one roof and can also be really open to the community. So more to come, uh, official announcement coming soon, but um, yeah, those funds are, are going to be really transformative for us and we're hope for New Haven. That's great. So, so currently like those kitchen spaces, you have to rent those? Yeah, we've been operating for a number of years with this network of satellite kitchens, which yeah. has been wonderful. Um, and we work with great partners to be able to do that, including the Q House in Dixwell, um, as well as Continuum of Care, which is an amazing um, mental health nonprofit in New Haven that Sanctuary Kitchen is housed out of now. Um, those spaces are great, mm. but they're too small. So we yeah. already have way more demand than we have essentially supply of kitchen hours and kitchen space, yeah. not only for Sanctuary Kitchen and what we do internally, but also for the entrepreneurs that um, we work with who need kitchen space too. So we're we're ready to kind of bust out yeah. and um, yeah, have probably like 10 times the amount of space we yeah. have now. It's not like these new facilities, you know, short-term saving money, but long-term might even generate some revenue. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Sanctuary yeah. Kitchen's got, or City Seed in general, excuse me, has a really great model in that we're a nonprofit, but all of our programs also earn revenue. Um, mm -hmm. So we really operate more like a social enterprise, um, which has been a great model, especially kind of navigating the um, challenging waves of, of COVID. And we feel really lucky that we've come out the other side, um, a, you know, stronger organization because um, it's it's been tough out there. So 
looking forward for your organizations must be fun. It seems like there's a lot of growth right now. You got some you know, money coming in, a lot of support from the community and city. Uh, Nasima, are you optimistic about the future of Sanctuary Kitchen? 100%. Uh, I think we're at such an exciting point right now. As Courtney mentioned, we've all been growing so much over the past year or two. Even despite COVID, we've really been able to grow our team. And we're getting ready to launch our second cohort for the culinary training program in February. So that's really exciting. And we've promoted two of our chefs from the first cohort into leadership positions in the kitchen as well. So oh, cool. I think really the dream is that you know, chefs that go through our program are going to be able to just run the whole show. So, um, and I think we are well on our way to being able to do that. That sounds cool. So people who have gone through the program already are now getting leadership positions. So you're not just training them for, you know, entry level. Some of these people are, are learning how to manage, how to run a kitchen on their own. Absolutely. And they have the opportunity to go through our FBA program as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity out there for all of our wonderful chefs. Courtney, I want to talk to you about the future of the organization too, but first for my own personal knowledge, is there any way you can get Sono Baking to start making the dried fruit focaccia again uh -huh. for Saturdays? I'll, okay. I'll put in a word. A little note and just see what you can do. Okay. Okay. So noted. Courtney, do you feel like City Seed is <laughs> going to keep growing within the city of New Haven? Do you think it can expand, you know, maybe beyond the borders of New Haven? Are you optimistic about the future of the organization? Incredibly optimistic. It is such an exciting time for City Seed, for the city of New Haven. I feel like we are part of this boom that is happening in the city right now of incredible organizations and projects and facilities that are kind of going up around the city. Um, there's just so much opportunity here, and we feel really fortunate to be in a position to be able to meet the need um, and to have so much community support for what we do, whether it's customers coming to Sanctuary Kitchen, people buying their special bread at the farmer's market, um, people supporting food entrepreneurs. It's just such an incredible time um, for entrepreneurship in general, for the food system in general. Um, and so, yes, incredibly optimistic. We are growing so much. I think last year, um, our programs were able to generate about $1.5 million in economic mm -hmm. impact for the people that we work with. And that is so exciting. And we want to see that number grow and grow because we want to be in a position where we're, you know, generating opportunity and wealth um, for everyone that we work with so we can have a, a vibrant and prosperous city. Um, that's really our vision. So um, more to come. We're going to be around for a long time and we, um, we're just so excited for what's coming up. And if uh, listeners at home want to learn more about your organization or perhaps, you know, volunteer or work with you, uh, where, where could they find that kind of stuff? Definitely. Please. Uh, we have a place for everybody. So um, you can go to our website, cityseed.org, sanctuarykitchen.org also has its own website where you can order food, check out our menus. Um, we're on all the social handles. So you can find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And then we also send out a weekly newsletter um, that always has information about what's going on with the farmers markets and um, and Sanctuary Kitchen as well. So please stay in touch. Um, we promise not to spam you. It's all beautiful, beautiful content. Beautiful food for everyone at home. Well, Courtney, Nasima, thank you so much for joining us today on the Municipal Voice. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having us. We'd like to thank our guests, Courtney Renton and Nasima Gilson. We'd like to thank our sponsors at Gateway Community College and Houstonic Community College. Learn more at gatewayct.edu and houstonic.edu. The Municipal Voice is a co-production by CCM and WNHH 103.5 FM. 
Kevin Baloney is our executive producer. Christopher Gilson is our producer. Harry Draws is on the boards. And I'm Matt Ford, your host. Be sure to check out our Facebook page and give us a like. And watch out for our CCM chat series on our YouTube page. America was founded on the principle of representative government, but communities of color are marginalized in this process. If you're interested in running for office or serving on a local board or commission, the Connecticut Conference of Municipalities and the Campaign School at Yale are hosting Representation Matters, a free remote two-day training session with informative workshops and panels of experts to give you the tools to make this a reality. Visit ccmcares.com for info on how to register.